Welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence, Ask the Experts, a live bi-weekly show to help you know what to do and what's new in digital marketing for 2021 and beyond. Ask questions, suggest topics, and grow faster with actionable insights and proven strategies from the world's leading experts. and welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence, Ask the Experts. I'm Marissa Morgan, I'll be your show host today, and I'm also the Business Development Manager at Engage. On behalf of myself and Engage, I wanna welcome you to our live stream today. Today's topic, it's a big topic, it's what everybody wants to know, it is how to get noticed by your dream clients on LinkedIn, and everywhere that you are online. And today we're gonna to talk about three easy ways to generate leads you'll love with our amazing, incredible guest expert, Elisa Bennett. Now, if you don't know Elisa, you need to know Elisa. Let me tell you a little bit about her and why you need to know her. She is the founder of EB Bennett Media. And she has turned her lifelong love affair with lead generation into a secret weapon for coaches, for consultants, for entrepreneurs who are using her techniques to unlock the power of LinkedIn and just generate lead after lead after lead. Isn't that what everybody wants, right? Today, she's gonna provide us with actionable insights on how to transform your LinkedIn profile, ready for this, into an automated lead generating machine. You don't wanna miss it, so make sure you stick around. And I also want you to feel free to join us and join in the conversation. And you can do that by dropping your questions in the comment section that you see. And we're gonna to try to get to as many questions as we can today. So drop your questions in, join the conversation. Before we get started, I do wanna mention that all of this valuable content today is brought to us by our sponsor, Engage. Engage is the world's only free forever suite of premium conversational marketing tools, sales support tools. Um, it includes everything, including live chat, bots, CRM, automation, help desk. So if you're missing a tool or two in your stack or you need a whole suite of marketing sales and support tools, Engage has you covered. So with Engage, you do get the latest in technology and it is free forever, I must tell you that. So make sure after the show that you check us out at www.engage, that's N-G-A-G-G-E dot com. Alrighty. Well, without further ado, it is time for me to welcome Miss Elisa Bennett to our First ever Engage live stream. Elisa, thank you so much for giving us your time today. Oh, it's my huge pleasure. I'm so excited about your, your product, the Engage product, and how you can help so many people for free. And that's what's happening on LinkedIn right now, is that people are able to network and have conversations um, basically for free. 
And, you know, just with a tiny little subscription, they can upgrade with a sales navigator um, license, which is part of the LinkedIn platform to give you a little bit more access to a little bit more people. But what I wanted to share today is a way that you can um, on your website, on any platform you're on, but just in relation to um, the LinkedIn platform, as far as for teaching purposes and what I'm obsessed with, um, is some things you can do to quickly help people understand how you help them. And that's the part of that automation piece. If you've got a page on social media, if you're active on Instagram, if you want to start to be active on LinkedIn, how about if you get that page that's there all the time to work as that automated machine? of sorts to help people understand in three to five seconds how you can help them. And that's our job. It's a fast food life that we live now. You gotta get it, get them through the, the drive-through and, and, and make it super easy for them to understand. We don't want them to have to click your contact information section or click off to your website to try and figure things out because nobody's gonna do that, so. You're right. Everything is changing. And nowadays, everybody wants as much as they can, as fast as they can get it. And and it's the same for fast food, like you said, as it yeah. is in technology and, and, yeah. and information. Right, right. And so the LinkedIn platform for those people who are starting to get pulled in that direction, and that's what happened to me. My background um, is sales and marketing. Right out of college, I worked with IBM, and that's the best source of leads that you could ever imagine having because um, I, I uh, got a job in San, the San Francisco Bay Area, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, all these major clients, state of California, they expect you to show up and help them spend their money. Well, that's the very best source of leads you can imagine. Um, and then and then I was asked, are, are you familiar with, um, have you heard of Paul Mitchell, Marissa? Paul I Mitchell mean, hair care? He has a huge <laughs> hair care giant. Are you kidding? One of the top. So, um, so the, the, a very well-known brand in the United States, Paul Mitchell, um, John Paul DeJoria owns half the company. He also, I think he recently sold Patron tequila. Um, but that brand is also co-owned by Angus Mitchell, who is Paul's son, who passed away about 30, 32 years ago. So he asked me to come out to Beverly Hills and launch his um, his salon brand there. Well, of course, we didn't have any clients. So I dropped an ad and the next morning, like 12 hours later, we were sold out of 417 uh, appointments. So that's when I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, the, I mean, well, if we think about it, if you have a brick and mortar, it's just how many people can walk by your storefront. But online, I mean, I think we all know the potential if you can get in front of the right people. The potentials online are huge. And now with COVID, of course, everybody's trying to figure out their online program. So, so yeah, so that was 2009 when I got the bug. And then Angus, you know, he, he as uh, trust fund people do, got distracted and wanted to do something else. He, he built, I think, a car, a car museum for his car collection. But my passion's business development. So that was my freedom move to, to launch my agency, which I began growing with email leads, which were great. But something just kept telling me LinkedIn, LinkedIn. And the second that I turned it on, I was completely flooded with leads. I This was in 
2017, my mom and my grandma were in and out of the hospital at that time. And I was able to still four times my revenue that year. So from the perspective of what's hot now, I mean, if you think about Google, if you were at the, if you had a website, maybe 10, 12 years ago, you're getting all the business at the top of the page. Well, that's what's happening on LinkedIn right now. Now, not to say that everybody should be on LinkedIn. If you are obsessed with TikTok and you're killing it, go kill it on TikTok. But the rest of what I'm gonna talk about is gonna speak to things to help you communicate to your idle clients how you help them in a way that they understand. And the LinkedIn platform is designed to get us a job. So it naturally takes us down this path of making ourselves invisible if we are helping clients. Because if, if I'm telling you, oh, these are my accomplishments, this is my title, me, 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 my, 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 maybe great if a headhunter is looking for you, but not so great for our ideal clients who really only care about how we help them. That's so interesting. So you got into LinkedIn almost at, by default, by killing it, right? Trying to help Paul Mitchell grow the brick and mortar world. Um, you just talked about how a lot of times your clients are going to miss you on LinkedIn. If your mm -hmm. LinkedIn is me, 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 almost a big virtual resume. So let me, let me start off our conversation about LinkedIn today, asking you what, uh, what is the most common problem that your clients now are asking you to solve? It's just, it's everybody needs money. <laughs> so we all need leads. We all need clients. We're trying to figure out how to function in this COVID world. How, you know, once we get past that point of figuring out what our passion is and our one um, hot thing is, then we need to get people to help. Right. So, so, so people will come to me sometimes and they don't know what they want to do yet. They haven't tested out their offer yet. That's not the right time to start generating leads and clients. The time to start generating leads and clients is once that business structure is solid, once you've at least gotten one person to convert, because you're part of that lead funnel. If you can't close a deal, then you need to maybe work on some sales skills first. And then once all those tumblers are set up, then you can get more of what you've already got by putting leads on it, right? If we had that Beverly Hills salon and sold 417 um, tickets, but we hadn't finished the build out yet, what's going to mm -hmm. what's going to happen? Everybody's going to show up to under construction <laughs> going, I need my hair done. Like, what's going on? I know. It would be like getting COVID hair done on the street. Yeah. Like, this isn't what I signed up for. No so, problem. Well, so this is interesting. Do you feel, so your clients are coming to you. Um, they want money, but in order to have money and have that be generated, they need the leads first. Right. Do you feel like that issue is the same in every industry or every company, regardless of the size or does that vary based on industry and company size? I think it varies based on what your goal is. So so you might you might need leads for something that doesn't generate revenue. It might be for just getting traffic to your free tool, let's say right engage um so so you, just figuring out what your goal is it's driving attention to that goal some people want to get people into a free group um some people want to get them on a call for the purposes of 
you know, seeing if there's a good fit to help them. So depending on what your goal is, what your sequence is, how are you finding people already? And what's the next and the, the next step? Bringing that online, you don't really want to reinvent the wheel. You want to replicate as much as possible what you've been doing in the brick and mortar world or on a different platform. So for instance, pre-COVID, you might have gone to um, a BNI networking group or something like that. And that's how you generated leads. Well, just take those same steps and putting it online um, because if you're reinventing the wheel, then you have to get yourself converting again, right? We, we want to change as, as few things as possible to make it as quickly as possible for you to get a conversion and realize how great LinkedIn can be if you decide that that's your platform. Well, based on your resume, your virtual resume, uh, your website, which we'll share with our viewers in just a little bit, you are, I call you a digital marketing maven because what you do and what you're so good at is taking like you've you've worked with over 630 digital marketing agencies right and you've trained them on how to literally have leads coming in and it just kind of, like literally on autopilot as you say and you've trained them to do that without having to spend a lot of money on ads right or you know somebody to manage in or manage their account um, for them. So what is going to be as the digital marketing maven, that's your new title from engagement, <laughs> um, what is your advice for people? Your expectation for their LinkedIn profile is to generate more leads. Let's share with everybody who's watching your top tips on how to turn their LinkedIn into that, you know, lead generating machine. Well, the one single most important thing that you want to do is you want to have a profile picture in the profile picture position. Do not think of your LinkedIn page as a business page in regards to having a logo there. There's two different pages on LinkedIn. One of them is a personal page. One of them is a business page. The purpose of a business page is for any platform. Think of Facebook. For those of you who are familiar with Facebook, the business page always is going to get less traffic organically. And that's what we're talking about right now is right now LinkedIn is in its gold rush for organic traffic, meaning you're not paying for an ad. You're not paying for a boost post like you would on Facebook. So we want to and also the reason why is because the platforms realize that we we as humans like to inter interact with humans, right? When you when you're at a BNI marketing group, you're not wearing a logo on on your head, right? You're going human to human, you're meeting people. That's what you're doing. You're taking that networking, you're bringing it online. And then that profile picture is the single most important thing because that's the one thing that follows you everywhere. So things that you want to do or you want to have a smile. So teeth are good. Eyeglasses Ooh, okay. are this is good. Is everybody listening? <laughs> teeth are good for your profile picture. And I want to reiterate, if you're just tuning in and you missed it, Elisa says, Big X to using a company logo. You want it to be a personal experience, right? Logos are good, maybe in your banner and absolutely on your business page, but people are going to connect to you as a human. Another thing to think about is at, if you are on multiple platforms and on the platform that you're on, do not change your picture. Your picture 
is your logo. So what this is what happens. Marissa, you and I become best friends. We're going on vacations together. We know each other really well. So for our personal relationship, sure, change that picture all the time. But when you're generating leads, people are going to have, let's say, eight impressions before they're ever going to take action initially. If you keep changing your picture on, let's say, Instagram's a black and white photo of you and on LinkedIn is a great color photo and then you went on holiday somewhere else is another good photo where you feel good. We want every single time for somebody to go to your page to get the imprint of whatever it is you do. It's not this one LinkedIn lady over here, this other LinkedIn maven over there. It's you're losing your impressions. So unless consistency you consistency is key is what I'm hearing from you. Right, because because every time you see the golden arches, what if it changed and had a pink bow on it or went sideways or, right? You're getting an impression of the brand. You are the brand in this instance. So make sure when somebody goes to multiple platforms, they're seeing that same picture of you because they're not connected to you enough yet to recognize you. We want them to remember you. Wonderful. That is an amazing tip that I never thought about <laughs> because... We all can be so vain. Am I right, Elisa? And we want to have the best picture. And you're right. You you take a good photo and you're like, well, I want to use that one now. But if your whole network has gotten to know you in a certain light, in a certain way, or you're giving off a certain energy, you want to stay consistent in your branding. Because like you said, you are the product. Right. Right. You know, it might be a simple question, but a lot of people are tuning in because they want help with their LinkedIn image, their profile, just in general. When it comes to the LinkedIn profile picture, do you have any advice whether you know a headshot is better than maybe three-quarter body, full body, or formal attire versus a more casual look? <laughs> okay. So, question, but inquiring minds want to know. Okay. So this is the deal. How do you show up for your best client? Okay. So if Oprah is your favorite dream client, how, what would you wear to see Oprah? Are you going to wear your wedding dress? Maybe not. Are you going <laughs> to wear I mean, your I, mean, if, I mean, I love Oprah. <laughs> well, I mean, just saying, Oprah, if you're listening, I'm wearing my wedding dress. <laughs> then you wear that wedding dress wear it right so whoever you're trying to impress the most that's who you're dressing up for in that picture and then also we always have to be mindful of um of mobile optimization so what that means is how are you showing up on a cell phone that's 70 percent of your audience so if you're if we're doing a body shot if we're doing all the way down to here up to here how big is my head going to be it's going to be like this big are you going to be able to connect with me if if you're seeing all of this no unrecognizable now also you don't want to be like this in your profile picture shot right give it a little bit of headspace (laughs) give a little halo at least um and and just remember how does it show up on a cell phone so if you look in your cell phone and and it's recognizable where you can connect with that person then then good and that smile is about that What's it going to be like to be in your world? If there's a little bit of a smile there, then then they feel that friendly element. I'm checking my profile now to see uh, Let's see. <laughs> see what my grade would be. I think I'm doing okay because I will say I, I have been consistent. I wasn't always, but recently yeah. I got a little more consistent across the platforms. Okay, good. And I think that's important. You're right. Good. Good. So, okay. so let's think about also- She said, you said, let me see. I'm like, well, I mean- 
Marissa, at B plus. So I'll show you next time. It's not no, no, no. Everybody, go, Marissa. You're very impressive. Your background and everything else is super impressive. Now, one thing that I do did notice on your LinkedIn is that there's this huge world's best free billboard behind your profile picture. Mm. And now this is only for now. Marissa's got her gig. You're not looking for a new opportunity, so you don't necessarily need to be doing this. Right. But if you are looking for that automated lead generation system, whatever you're doing out on LinkedIn, you're you're commenting on your on your ideal clients content or engaging in content in places where your ideal clients showing up. If your LinkedIn page is dialed in to speak to your ideal client in three to five seconds, that's how much time we have. If they see you engaging, click over there and boom, see how you can help them. Then they're going to be that much more likely to take action. So that free billboard behind a profile picture, if you're trying to generate leads and, and opportunities, that would be a place to speak to your ideal client in a way that they know that quickly how you can help them. And there's a really great way to steal those words. Your clients are probably writing them already in your recommendation section, in your testimonial section. It's not about how great you are. Marissa's so great, I love her so much. It's Marissa helped me XYZ PDQ. Oh my gosh, you know, I had a client said, um, I you saved me five to 10K a month on ad spend. So is that how I help people? That's super, super clear. Things like that. How do you help? And you could put that in the banner and you can even put it in the form of a question because what a question does is it puts us in a loop. Our brain has to answer that question. If I could help you generate leads you love, would you be interested? No. Good. Leave me alone, please. That's another thing. You want people to qualify themselves out of your help, right? You can spend all day long talking to people. A lot of people just love to get on calls regardless. At a certain point, once you're generating enough leads in business, you just don't have that kind of time. So you really do want people to qualify themselves out and then also reach out to you. Be much more likely if you can help them. Amazing advice and everybody who's watching is saying the same. Vanessa said, I definitely use the same picture everywhere. Great advice, Elisa. Great picture, oh. Vanessa. Oh, there I, you oh, go. Oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. I have to say one thing about Vanessa. Vanessa, on Facebook, I see your picture is um, pointing to the left. On LinkedIn, if you were to use that same picture, you just want to flip it over because the picture's in the furthest left position. And whichever way the model's eyes are pointing is the direction of traffic. So let's say if I'm on the furthest left of LinkedIn and then I look left, you're taking you're people off the, the page. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, so um, form of a question keeps them on the page a little bit longer pointing in towards the copy keeps them in on the page a little bit longer. You're engaging and you're engaging them into your world. <laughs> Is that NGAGE.com? Well, I'm just, <laughs> if you're just joining us, I want to welcome you to uh, Digital Marketing Intelligence. This is our brand new show called Ask the Experts. And today we're talking with Elisa Bennett. I've, I've coined her the media marketing maven because if you're someone who's confused or lost or you're getting leads on LinkedIn and, and they're not even a match for what you're looking for, Elisa is someone who can help you fine tune your LinkedIn uh, profile. Uh, we just got a great tip about just even something as simple as the profile picture and how we need to be 
consistent across platforms, um, how, how the photo should be looking or what should or shouldn't be in the photo. She just gave us a great tip on that. She's got so many other great tips. Um, we just touched on the state that the banner provides on LinkedIn. Is there anything people should definitely not put in their banner? Maybe they, they're not sure what to put. Maybe they don't have recommend, maybe they're new, right? Maybe it is a new business and okay. just getting yeah. supported on LinkedIn. Okay, so this is this is how people come to me. They come to me and their LinkedIn page looks great. Um, I've got Julie in my recommendations section. Um, Julie, S-C-H-A-L-L-E-R, Shaler. She was a, um, she is a branding coach, but also a career coach. So she's got branding in her background. So of course her LinkedIn page looks great, but she wasn't generating clients, right? Now what she did have is she had her beautiful branding on your, your LinkedIn page. So what that means is she had um, her logo very large. Logos do not generate business. Logos are a branding element, right? You want that same profile picture to follow you on all social media platforms. Of course, you want to put your logo in your banner, but it's not your dominant feature. You know, you've got this huge banner and people are putting their logo this big. And that the reason why they're doing that is because they don't know how to create copy. Now, the, the my trick is to go and find what your clients are saying about how you help them. Or if you don't have any recommendations yet, your your um, closest competitor, there's also a video on YouTube by Eben Pagan, E-B-A-N-P-A-P-E-G-A-N. And it's a um, two minute, 40 second video on um on doing market research. So it's eight questions. And you can reach out to your favorite clients and, and ask them those questions. Or you can even use that as a strategy for a sales call. Hey, would you mind helping me? I'm you know really interested in um, bringing this solution to your niche. And I see you're a leader in the solution. Would you mind giving me a, a, a help with a couple questions? So from what they say on that, or from your closest competitor, what their testimonials are saying about the similar product, then you can borrow those until you have your own feedback from your own ideal clients. But um, we just need that banner to not be your logo because your logo is not a conversion element. It's a branding element. It doesn't generate business. By the way, Vanessa chimed in and said, oh, great advice. Yes, visual cue. So I think Vanessa's already going to just run and change that right away. I just want to say thank you to everybody who's tuning in right now. Bobby is watching. We've got Theodora watching, Jonathan watching, Dolly's watching. If any of you have questions at all for Elisa, feel free to drop them in the comment section. We will get to questions in a few moments. And um, I did want to ask you one thing, Elisa, about, okay, so we're, we're talking about the profile. We've got, we've covered the profile picture. We've talked about how the banner is prime real estate and you need to use it wisely. What about keywords and what to be putting in the headline or the area right underneath your profile picture? Okay, be careful with keywords. So what keywords means, it's a trigger word for people that are thinking about search engine optimization. We are not search engine optimizing, we are human optimizing, right? It's a human yeah. that's gonna find you. So you're gonna be engaging on content, you're gonna be maybe reaching out and connecting with your ideal clients, 
please, please, please do that thoughtfully. There's so many people that have gotten on the platform and they're just spraying and praying with weak copy, with weak targeting. And that just makes um, for... you're just you're you're going to actually get restricted from from the strategy. So there's there's this thing that people that can do that that says I don't know you when you reach out to connect with them, and that's oh, going to happen. Yeah, when someone yeah. reaches, wait, when someone reaches out to connect with me, I can mm-hmm. choose that I don't know them. I don't and right decline. Plus. So the. Yep. It it goes way back to when the platform originally started. You were not allowed to connect with anybody you didn't know. So it's a legacy of that. And what it's designed to do is keep people on the platform, meaning you don't get irritated by all of these people messaging you horribly. So, um, so right. So Take some consideration of the person that you're reaching out to. If you do want to reach out and message them, look at their page. Um, There's a lot of people using automation right now. And be careful with that because it does go against the terms of service. For sure, for sure, if you're using an extension, LinkedIn can see that. And there's there are safer and better ways to do things where, you know, LinkedIn said at one point you weren't allowed to connect with anybody you don't know. Well, you're certainly not allowed to date on the platform still. That's still showing up. But we want to, if we are trying to engage with people, to do it thoughtfully, um, respectfully. And the way that you can do that is also by using their own words back to them. The way that we see our clients at the end of the road is not how they see themselves. It's kind of like when you look in the mirror, it's the same thing, but it's actually exactly opposite, right? Because when Mm -hmm. we're thinking about our clients, we're thinking about the solution we're going to get them at the end of their journey, but they're right up here. So if we can get those words again, it's really the easiest way. And if you can't do that, you can do something like go to Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R.com and find somebody that can help you with a little bit of conversion copy. But the words that your clients are using... I use that with our copywriter and combine that, those two together, and it's so much more powerful. So so in that headline, you want to always also use another way that somebody said how, how you help them in the headline underneath the profile picture and then in the banner as well if you're looking for opportunities. Everybody is chiming in. Elisa, they have so many comments. I just want to pop a few up. Um, Teodoro says, I have already started to open Canva to prepare a new cover banner. You are so inspiring. Thank you. That's Um, awesome. And then let's see, Candace says, yes, please don't automate. Okay. She's like, "Mm -mm." Um, Mark agrees. Mark Tinsley. Thank you. And then Anna Selby just said, speaking with them versus at them is an absolute game changer. Awesome. So Great comments, everybody. One thing, um, oh, this is, oh, also somebody just chimed in and said, I've always, oh, someone who's um, who's, who's uh, worked with you before. I've always loved Elisa's sales advice and her suggestions have always been super practical. Thank you. Thank you all so much for tuning in. If you have any questions, we're going to get to those in just a moment. One question I have for you, Elisa, regarding yeah. the headline is, mm-hmm. Now, when you talked about not being all me, 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 because it's not just a virtual resume if you're looking for clients, mm-hmm. um, what do you think you should be including in your headline to potentially let clients know that you can solve a pain point for them 
you know, what can you put in your headline to help establish credibility and trust? Credibility and trust, I find, are good in the banner, maybe. Um, so when when we when we think about, um, also, you were talking about. Uh, keywords and SEO. So I've I've had clients come to me and people have told them to, to use keywords in their profile and then all the traffic they were getting before disappeared. So if we think about it's search engine optimization, SEO, keywords, that sort of thing, there are some people that teach to stuff their page with it. If you do choose to stuff your page with it, just know that it's not going to, to show up in the Google algorithms the way that you may think. Um, mm -hmm. And the way that we're gonna get people to um, interact with us is by writing words that they resonate with. Now, this strategy that I developed, I started from um, knowing the term Marissa, are you familiar with the term uh, mirroring, where you match tone and tempo, body, posture, things like that? You know, I have a background in sales, um, just like you. And that was mm -hmm. something that we were taught when you're in the process of closing a sale. If you're talking with someone yeah. and they're talking with your hands, you start talking with your hands. Exactly. Uh -huh. right. Maybe they have their arms crossed. You maybe take a step back and yes. And so mirroring is a way to establish <laughs> that trust, right? Right, right. So I took that same logic because my background also sales, right? Um, so I'm generating all of this activity in on LinkedIn. And what do we have in marketing? Online marketing, you have two things only. You have your targeting and you have your messaging. That's it. I mean, you might have a video, something like that. So now I'm inside of my inbox and people are messaging me, messaging me back and forth. For my clients, I have a template of responses that help to move that conversation along. Sometimes people aren't very mindful of what the person's saying. Like maybe they're asking for more information. You really need to give them more information and not push them to a call. I'll have people messaging me on LinkedIn so often and I'll say, can you please send me, you know, some pricing or some details and they'll tell me what the best next step is. That's not what we wanna be doing. We wanna be prepared. Um, mm -hmm. First of all, guess what? I know what the best next step for me is and I appreciate your sell cycle. And if you don't have the possibility with your sell cycle to help me and answer my question, then I understand what it's gonna be like to be your client, right? That's what people are feeling. So be on the ready with those standard responses and dial them in, but then you don't wanna be cutting and pasting, right? You wanna engage and interact with that actual conversation. So what I did was I started taking some of the words that people were saying and sprinkling them in with my conversion copy. Um, and those conversations went so much better that I took that strategy a step further where um, I showed Show people how to pull those phrases of how you help them, put them into wordclouds.com. Um, wordclouds.com will show you, let's say, a couple of words that are at the top of your list everybody's saying. I've got a client, her name is Precious, and her her clients, she, she teaches people how to speak publicly. They were calling her pitch master. So is that something that a copywriter would necessarily write? No, that's something that her audience resonated with. So what are is your are, what is your audience resonating with? And again, if we circle back to um, not everybody has recommendations and testimonials yet, your closest competitor go take that or just have some conversations with people. Hey, would you mind? You can even create a poll on LinkedIn, right? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. about what polls are um, 
<laughs> they are a little bit overused at the moment, but they but the reason why is because they do get quite a bit of visibility and people love to give their opinions. And then also to Teodora, who's um, starting with her cam your Canva banner. Um, Teodora, I do have a template in my free trial. It's you have seven days access, which is what uh, Precious did. And in 30 days, she was able to um, get a speaking gig with NBC 30 Rock. And a year wow. later, <laughs> a year later, um, she spoke in front of Google, Microsoft, um, LinkedIn. She was pitched her own television show. I believe she's now a um, MasterCard spokesperson. So so getting your page dialed into your ideal clients. I mean, I've got people who have closed um, five-figure deals from just getting your LinkedIn page dialed in. If you've already got some people that are connected to you, I've got one guy, he got three testimonials, he, and he closed two deals um, and, and generated five figures. His whole entire, all the people he was connected to didn't really know what he did until he changed that. So. Well, I, I just have to say this. Uh, the comments are just coming in. Or everybody is just calling you brilliant. I, I, I coined you media marketing maven for a reason, Alisa. Uh, I've got one comment I do want to share. And then I have a yes. question that we received uh, prior to the show starting. So I did want to yes. make sure that we answer his question. And then we'll share how everybody can connect with you once, once we wrap up our show. Candace wanted to just say this is a great conversation, Marissa and Alisa. She's basically personalized her outreach on LinkedIn and she's had amazing results. Uh, she said she do she does believe it's that individualized outreach and engagement um, that is just so important. And she says that, you know, mirroring is, is, is being helpful to her. So thank you so much for sharing that, Candice. Candice, um, Candice has nailed it right on the head. There's so many people that... Um, that know the difference of a manual outreach strategy versus the automation tools. And there is a time and a place for automation, um, but not if you're doing it lazy. And again, it goes against LinkedIn's terms of service. So be careful. If you choose to do something, um, make sure that you're doing it as safely as possible. I mean, I know that the inbox can get kind of messy and you can lose messages, but if you are doing a manual outreach strategy, a lot of times that, extra time that you're putting in a manual outreach strategy, you don't need to necessarily send as many messages out. And then also LinkedIn is in its gold rush phase, but there's also not enough content creators on the platform. Think of content creation as doubling what you're generating when you're doing an outreach strategy. So in about, I, I believe somebody asked a question, Marissa, who, who asked the five-year question? I am actually going to put that up right now. His name is Dave Gottschak. I'm putting him up right now. Um, he asked, hang on one second, H-A-C-K. Perfect. I'm going to put it up. He asked, um, let me show that for you. He asked the question, what do you think will be the biggest difference in digital marketing over the next five years? What a broad question, but- <laughs> it's, a very, it's a very broad and, question. Yeah, like and, two minutes or less, can you share with yeah, us? What, what yeah, you well, first of all, LinkedIn 
may not have enough content creators or they may have just gotten there. What we can, the, we can do a best guess scenario based on a, the most similar platform, which would be like a Facebook. So okay. if we look at Facebook five years ago, um, you could post a bowl of pineapple sorbet ice cream on your business page and get 200 people engaging it. Yes, I, yes, I did get those results. And now if I if posted that same pineapple sorbet today, five right. years later, I'd be lucky if you know, my closest relative saw that post without me paying to boost it up. So right. the platforms, their jobs are to go towards monetization. Fortunately, LinkedIn has something called sales navigator pay to play. So they're getting enough of a taste now where they won't push it too clumsily too fast. And part of the um, allure of LinkedIn is realizing that it's glitchy and it's going to freak out your competitors and sneaking over there and getting your act together and being okay with things disappearing and coming back and having multiple inboxes, which is ridiculous. There's the sales navigator box. There's your inbox. There's just messages all over the place. But this is why everyone needs engage <laughs> our, our sales tool, right? There you go. Yeah. Money get your socks to manage everything. Right. Yes. If you can start or start migrate migrating to a platform that has everything integrated, it's mm -hmm. going to save you so much time. And then also my background is, is software, software sales with IBM. And what that looks like is the more people are on one tool, if a tool is free, I'm sure there's a, a revenue model linked with it. Um, but what's going to happen is the more people are using a tool, the more revenue usually the tool has to get better and better. Um, so those are the ones that I would always seek out are the ones that the most people would be on because I know in my future, if I bet on that platform, I'm going to have the better solution two, three, five years down, down the line. Um, what we also know about technology is that a year is three months in how fast things happen. So, so what, years are like dog years in a way. Yes. One so dog think, year is, wait, wait, does that make sense? Right? Yeah. Because yes, one dog yes. year is seven human years. I think, I think so. And, and the, the problem with technology is it gets faster and faster and shorter and shorter. So we can, the best way we can think of five years is like 20 years. We know platforms are going to push towards monetization. We know that humans are in charge of platforms and they go as fast and as far as they can. Um, what you want to do is protect yourself from the get go. Right. Whatever platform you're on, realize it's rented sand. You do not own that platform. Okay. You do not own that data unless you've backed it up. So start building your list, whatever platform you're on, start building your list, start creating an email strategy where that is something that you own. And oh, by the way, how about backing that up? I've heard of people, they had a, uh, they've had businesses, there's specific person I'm thinking of where two owners decided to um, go their separate ways. Yes, okay. Mm -hmm. Seven mm -hmm. figure lists that they had. It was printing seven figures of income for them. Guess whose list disappeared? The list vanished. The seven figures vanished. So it's one thing to just back up that list. And I've heard of coaches, um, beach body coaches on Facebook. It goes against the terms of service to have to be pitching multi-level marketing inside of a group. Somebody had 50,000 connections and mm -hmm. 
Facebook decided to take it down. Oh my goodness. No backup, backed up list. They could only generate 10% of what they had spent all that time and effort to build. So your job, if you want to secure your future, is to find that one platform that you feel most comfortable and safest to build your list, to start messaging people off the platform, asking them, hey, do you want some free tips and tricks? Getting that list starting to be built on, let's say LinkedIn is the the place that you're going to start off on. And think of sources of leads like legs. Do you want to have one leg to stand on when COVID hits? And then boom, you're where are you standing now? So you start on the platform that you're most comfortable generating the leads with, start backing everything up on email, start growing your email list. Once that revenue becomes enough where this initial source of leads, either you have a team taking care of it and growing and scaling it, or you're able to start with that second source of leads on a different platform in a different way so that when some pivot happens that we can't anticipate like a COVID or um, now there's Clubhouse and there's TikTok. If everybody's moving off to this other thing that you've got a second source of leads to sort of shore in, protect yourself while you're building your baby, which is your email list, which is everyone's responsibility. Everybody needs to be doing that. You don't have to worry about it from day one, just get going doing something until you can get it to start working, but start, I'm planting the seed to protect yourself and realize you do not, none of us owns. You don't know anything, right? We use, we rent, we subscribe to these services and platforms. Um, And of course, I'm going to chime in here because Engage gives you the chance to organize all of your contacts in one place, all of your leads. You can have that one inbox. So as you're using all these different platforms, mm-hmm. you can combine everything and be able to manage it in one place, which certainly makes things easier. Um, but at the same token, you also have to make sure, like you said, to protect your baby, to protect those contacts and always be ready to pivot. I think that's one thing, especially the pandemic has taught us, right, Elisa, is always be prepared always be prepared to pivot instead of always be closing, right? Always be prepared to pivot. Yes, always be prepared to pivot, always be listening. So this muscle of going to look and see what your ideal clients are saying, Mm -hmm. listen to what they want and what they need and constantly steer your ship towards that, then you're going to be building a solid future for yourself while you're in the background getting that second source, that third source of leads. It's it's better to stand on two legs than one. It's better to stand on three legs than one. I worked for a company um, that sold search engine optimization. They could only generate leads in one way. They never shored up a second source of leads for themselves. They were doing, um, it, it, it was inside sales, the worst source of leads you could ever imagine. So if you if you think of if you think of IBM, the best source, hey, come and teach me how to spend my money, or inside sales, that was the worst. So I've seen everything in between. LinkedIn is the closest thing to those IBM, hey, help me spend my money conversations of anything that I've ever tried before. But this SEO company, think about them. You know, some mailers are good. Whatever people aren't doing or whatever works for you is fine. But when Mm -hmm. that one source of leads goes away, they could no longer um, do this method because of there was some legality of a press one and the call needed to be introduced. They didn't. They were so dialed into this one source of leads that when they tried to pivot 
pivot it slightly. They couldn't make it work. The entire company closed down and they just lived off of what they were generating $400,000 a month in increased revenue that got wiped out in a couple of months because they couldn't figure it out. So figure it out now, get your first source of leads, whatever platform you feel most comfortable on, go to town on it, start saving your money to get your second source of leads and start shoring yourself up and then scaling and growing as much as you want to. Wonderful advice. A comment I'm going to pop up before we wrap things up is from Jonathan Schwartz. He says, I've attended virtual networking events and Elisa has given some of the best oh, advice wow. I've ever gotten in terms of broadening my network. Thank, thank you, you, Jonathan. Yeah, thank you so much, Jonathan. Now, Elisa, we are going to, um, this is obviously a live show and some people you know, may have missed it and this is going to be replayed on our LinkedIn and also our Facebook. So, so important for people watching now and for people who see this show in the future, how can people connect with you if they want to learn more about your program and, and, and what you can do for your clients? How can they reach you? Um, I'm Elisa B. Bennett across platforms. So on LinkedIn, that's Elisa. There you go. <laughs> Elisa B. Bennett on LinkedIn. ElisaBBennett.com has my um, free seven-day trial, which has a template for Canva to create your own banner and has in detailed steps on how to find ideal client um, feedback and how to create that in in the terms of a banner, a headline. I even have a little title um, hack, which you really don't want to just get a little bit of my conversation to get that because that can get a little bit messy. So if you can go into the seven day trial, it's very detailed dialed in step-by-step. Um, that's given, some people have just done that step alone and have done brilliantly by it. And it helps you across platforms, so. Wonderful. We have one more comment I want to share as well, and that's from Candice. And this speaks to what you were just talking about, Elisa. She says, yes. but those should be opted in. I see many people who connect with me on LinkedIn, and then they add me to their email list without my permission. The question for you is, how do you recommend approaching that? Great yes. question, Be very careful. So, okay. So when you go to lisabbennett.com, there's going to be a pop-up. And that's your opt-in, and that's what mm -hmm. Candace is speaking to. You need to have some sort of permission-based scenario. And some people do choose to send messages out. Candace is right, that's super irritating. Let's say that you chose to um, connect with somebody and say something like, I know not everyone's on LinkedIn as much as I am. I hope you don't mind, I followed um, up with you. If you if you choose to do something like that and send your pitch to somebody via email, just realize that's going kind of outside the borders of what Candace is talking about. So Candace is talking about perfect marketing, which perfection is always a good thing. And so what that would look like is is um, now you you may have like I've got people that don't want to get on a conversation. They don't want to pitch. They just want to push everybody to a Facebook group. Or you could push everybody to your newsletter. But what you want to not do is just listen to the marketer du jour and follow whatever they said. You want to take into consideration your own sales cycle and what works for you. Mm -hmm. So think about building up your um, email list and maybe sending uh, one message out to your connections 
thoughtfully the correct ones, right? That would be an ideal client and say, hey, I just wanted to reach out to you. And this is a great way to warm people up. And if you're doing this uh, manually, it's so much better. So send a message to your connections and, and think also that you don't want to be messaging your connections all the time. Do not send them a message a week, a message a month even. Just maybe quarterly at most, maybe once a year. I've got somebody that I messaged 2018 and 19 a couple of times and all of a sudden they found my messages and said quit sending me all these messages so just realize just realize that some people are not gonna like anything that you say um be mindful of their time and their inbox and then you know ask permission hey would you like to blah 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 and then you can send them a link to something where they can opt in. And then in that instance, um, you're going to protect your account from sending out emails. There's a lot of strategy behind it. I don't want anybody just going off and doing the things that I say without getting some good strategy behind it, because you can burn out your own email address if, it, if everything's not set up properly and your opt-ins and everything else. And legally, depending on what country you're messaging, you can get sued for things. So, so you know, get an idea from a marketer and then go deeper on it um, if that sounds like the, the way to go. And I think authenticity is so key. And that, is, I think, is what helps people connect with you or with anybody. If you're authentic to your true self and how you feel, right, this marketing works for you and is going along with who you are, then it's even more the right way to connect with people, right? It's not a cookie cutter world out there, right? Yeah, and and I think that word has been used a lot, authentic. But if you realize that there is only you are a snowflake, there is only one of you. You are super oh, yeah. unique. <laughs> the more you can get dialed in, like you're saying, Marissa, the more you can get dialed in with um with your voice, your message, how you help people have more experience and strength behind that. People are looking for people with confidence in the solution that you share. And then, you know, of course, you just want to keep working on getting better and better and better. But come as yourself the much as much as you can. And that's going to attract your tribe because people can smell a rat a mile away. So if you're freaked out, if you're stressed out, you know, I, I've got a client who came to me, he was um, close to bankrupt, and I didn't know it, I would never give somebody like that a source of leads. Because what are you going to do, you're going to be completely freaked out and stressed out and scare away all the, the good fish. Mm -hmm. So, so get dialed in with yourself, get your mindset down. Down, get a little bit of meditation, some breathing, even just breathe in and out before a call. Um, but tr but think, how can I help this person with your copy and with your conversation in making sure it's a good fit and not being desperate for the dollar? Because there's nothing worse than having to take a client that is not a good fit for you. Nobody, nobody wins with that. Absolutely. Wow. I'm going to say right now, what amazing tips you've shared. If you're just tuning in and you missed the show, or maybe you have friends or colleagues that you think would benefit from all of the great insight that Elisa shared with us. We will have this show in just about a week up on our Facebook page and our LinkedIn page. So you can check us out 
at linkedin.com slash company slash engage. The show will be there. It will be on our Facebook page as well. Alisa, I want to thank you so much for your time today, thank your you insights and your beautiful energy. Thank you for Aww. sharing that with us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm honored to be your first guest. Is that right? Did I get that right? Yeah, we just kicked off the live stream uh, twice weekly show today. So That's you awesome. are our very first guest. This is our first kickoff show. Um, that being said, if anybody has questions that you'd like me to bubble up to Alisa, or if you are interested also in being a guest on our show, or we, you would like more information about Engage, you can connect with me on LinkedIn at Marissa Morgan, or you can email me at marissa.m at engage.com. And Alisa, I want to thank you so much again for being here. My pleasure. And if you guys want to check out our next show, it will be on Wednesday, March 31st. And we'll be talking about four easy ways to grow your business in 2021 and more specifically being where your customers are. Make sure to give us a follow on LinkedIn so you can be notified of our future shows. And on behalf of myself, Engage, and our wonderful guest, Elisa Bennett, we hope you all have an amazing day. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Thank you again, Elisa. My pleasure. Thanks so much. Absolutely.